Guys of a Certain Age is brought to you by no one. Absolutely no one. Except these dudes walking down memory lane. Now let's head to the studio to see what they misremember next. And that music can mean only one thing. It's another episode of Guys of a Certain Age. This is Robbie Koblenz alongside Jerry and Art Shirley. Wow, I keep you know we keep waiting to see who's going to do what first because I just do a general point. These guys are off to the left of me, so uh, or to the right of me. It depends on how you're looking, I guess. I'm just stuck in the middle. Yeah, thank you. Uh, who sang that? Uh, Steve Miller. Steve no, Miller. No, no, no. What it was it? It was Steve Miller. Jerry stuck Rafferty. Steelers wheel. Yeah, stuck okay, in the middle I with you be, again. Fortunately, I'll be listening most of this episode and won't have to provi- provide any facts. So. Our talk even. <laughs> Our talk, Our talk yeah. even. Jay, how are you? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. Things are going well. Had a busy few weeks, and uh, sorry that our uh, attempt to dial in from outside of the state did not work last time. Boy, that, that was really funny, because just as soon as we got you going and we turned it over to you, it was like, <laughs> and that's my geek of the week. Well, yeah. on the other side, it was like, and this is Robbie. That's actually what we said. Oh, kind of a new thing we're going with. Yeah, we're going to roll our R's from here on out. So, but right Yeah, but we're all back here. Another episode of Guys of a Certain Age, and with no further ado... Geeks of the Week. What you got, Mr. Reed? Well, I remember when I was at last episode, we talked about Captain Marvel, or the last episode that aired as we were recording this one, and we talked about, um, I remember, Art, you saying that um, Brie Larson and Samuel L. Jackson had a real kind of a connection right. off-screen and on-screen, and and this week I was, you know, look, I get a little email from Netflix telling me what's new and whatever, and uh, so the feature movie was another Brie Larson Samuel L. Jackson movie, and I thought, oh, how they've really done this quickly after Captain Marvel, and it turns out it was pre-Captain Marvel. Oh, I didn't oh. realize that. It's okay. a prequel, you might say. <laughs> Is it a prequel to Captain Marvel? <laughs> no, no, well, there's some unbelievable things in it, so it depends on how you look at it. Yeah, And it's called? It is called The Unicorn Store. Apparently, it was released in 2017. Brie Larson stars in it and directs it. Okay. And Samuel Jackson is one of the other main characters. Joan Cusack is in it. Uh, um, big, wow. Some pretty big names. And uh, it's just a cute little story. It's very tame about you know her. She's trying to be an artist and doesn't work out. And then there she ends up at the Unicorn Store. It's the Unicorn Store right next to Wonder Falls. Wonder Falls. I don't know. Wow. Did I just stump both of you? Yeah, I don't get I think I don't so. Have that. So so Wonder Falls was a TV show early nineties, mid nineties. I can't remember. I'll have to look it up. But the um who who played uh from Captain Marvel not Ronan, the Avenger. Who oh, played, uh, yeah. Lee Pace. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. So Lee Pace was in Wonder Falls. And the whole premise of it was this gift store on Niagara Falls where the little things talked to you and would tell was you things. not Pushing Daisies? No, no. Wonder Falls was the name of the series. Yeah. But he was also in that too, Pushing Up Daisies. Well, maybe he wasn't in Wonder Falls. He was in Pushing Daisies. So. <laughs> okay. But the, the show I'm talking about is Wonder Falls. That and sounds familiar now that you mentioned that. Uh, it was created by Brian Fuller in uh, 2004. Uh, 
the show centers on Jay Taylor, a recent Brown University graduate with a philosophy degree who holds a dead-end job as a sales clerk at a Niagara Falls gift shop. Jay is the reluctant participant in conversations with various animal figures, a wax lion, a brass monkey, stuffed bear, and mounted fish, among others, which direct her via oblique instructions to help people in need. That sounds like fun. Yeah. So yeah. did you have anything to say more about the <laughs> unicorn store? Yeah, and Lee Pace was in it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. So, okay. Well, it's a, it's a good family movie. There's a couple of little mild mild language things Samuel in Jackson it. Samuel Jackson in a, right. a family movie. Okay. Exactly, yeah. And uh, I just it was cute. I, I've still actually, to be honest, got five more minutes to watch, but I'm not going to spoil it to let you know whether how can you she actually <laughs> got a unicorn or not is yep. there is there a mid-credit scene or a stanley cameo I, no. there's not yet but like i said there's is five there minutes a, left is there a unicorns in a store <laughs> line in there no it, but it's fun no. it's a fun little movie so if you you know if you're listening as a family to this podcast you might also watch the uh, movie okay yes. so is it family friendly it's very family friendly i think huh. it's actually pg you don't see that much these days that's not right with samuel and not, no, on not, with samuel. Samuel. <laughs> not on netflix yeah. either that's right so that's mr art okay mine is uh of course the the trailer for uh Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. Which I was going to say, the title was also given away, The Rise of Skywalker. Uh, (laughs) I'm just co-opting everybody. I missed you guys so much. Where's that mute button? Uh, Anyway, uh, it came out uh, part of the Star Wars celebration in Chicago, and I tuned in to watch it live and happened to see it just as they were going to the trailer. So I got to see the trailer, and one of my favorite parts was they come back, and there's Palpatine going, Roll it again. And it was just cool. They roll the thing. Then they showed the fan reaction, and it, it was a to me it was a, a good trailer. I, you know, I got excited for seeing Star Wars again. But who knows how the actual movie will be? I'm sure we'll go see it though. Oh, probably. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. The three of us. Okay, yeah, we need to go see, see that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, related to that, I left and went to lunch with um, with some folks, uh, including a family, a, an Air Force family that uh, we had known for years, and uh, they were back after ten years and. Their son, Will, uh, is, is now a little over 10 years old or right around 10 years old. And the mom said, I've finally seen all the Star Wars movies thanks to Star Wars. Well, at this point, Will leans over to his dad, and his dad goes, he just said you look like old Luke. <laughs> and I'm like, I love that. I'm embracing that. That's the, I'm going to go get those clothes and you know, carry it around a lightsaber. So that's going to be the new me is the old Luke. Wow. The new me, old Luke. There you go. Well, Robbie might sell you a lightsaber if he has any I've got. I've actually got one. Yeah. Do you have a lightsaber, Jerry? I think we have one, yeah. But you I, think? I, I have to say I think, because we have, uh-huh. that would be in my mother's toy closet, or the toy closet so from I my think, childhood. I think, Art, you and I need to have some off-mic discussions about, you know, Jay's geek cred. There. Yeah, that's right. Uh-oh. Right. Yeah. You've, you've gone through your uh, six-month, uh, it's time for your six-month review now. My review? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Well, I, y'all just need to, my mom's house is only a block from here, so we need to take well, a road trip. and Yeah. You'll we're, see my recorded episode cred. from there. I got great. That's oh, what we, we should. Should. A we little could. further on the on the geek of the week though is I also went up to Nashville and uh, my brother in law and nephew uh, do the podcast called Pod Goats, and I got to interview uh, my brother in law for an episode we'll have here on uh, guys of a certain age later. But then my nephew interviewed me and we got to talk Star Wars for a while. So uh, there's also some artwork coming up where I get to actually be old Luke, and I will share that once that's out there. But th- So that was my, my Geek of the Week. It was all tied around Episode 9, which, as Robbie said, is called The Rise of Skywalker. Skywalker. So a question about that. On the When I watched the trailer, it actually said this is the teaser. 
rather than the trailer. So yeah, there will be yeah. more trailers uh, later. Yeah, What's the difference between teaser and so, a trailer? So a teaser usually has very little dialogue and gives away no plot points or hypothetically. And it's usually completely out of sequence. And so, but the big thing is very, very little dialogue and very little story. And it's okay. just pieces, parts. And basically almost every trailer now has become a teaser trailer. So, but usually the teaser trailer from a technical standpoint Stuff has been shot. The movie has not been completely edited. Right. They're able to dump stock footage to the edit house that does the trailer. They they pick some music and put some stuff together. And in some cases, you get shots in the teaser trailer that do not appear in the I was movie. Say, so it could be completely different. Yeah. Well, Marvel's and it again, it's just the idea of starting that hype train. You know. So here you go. As Robbie said, that's going to peg real bad. As Robbie said, you know the the film is not nearly completely edited. A lot of the effects haven't been done yet. And uh, and Marvel's really, uh, I think, one of the ones that especially yeah. will will put scenes in and may even have things to lead you down another direction or try to mislead oh. you rather. So that's been fascinating to see that. And a lot of people think that's what's going on with the Avengers Endgame trailers is that there's scenes that characters are appearing in that they won't even be in in the actual movie. Yeah. Have you seen that? Yeah. Yeah, that would be pretty awesome. So so what's your geek go? Well, to, to pick up kind of from the Star Wars motif there, um, it's Disney Plus, which uh, at a conference call, uh, uh, earnings call, I guess it was an investor's conference. I'll get something right eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Disney president Bob Iger got up and said, hey, we're ready to launch. It's gonna Disney Plus is their streaming service. It's going to launch in November. Uh, November twelfth in the U.S. and get this, it's a monthly subscription, only six ninety nine. Yeah, a month. I thought the price was incredible. Sixty nine ninety nine if you pay annually. Uh-huh. So Netflix, they're coming for you. They buddy. really are. And when you think about the content they're going to have that used to be on Netflix, so they're going to recapture everything, all the Marvel back catalog. We'll they'll go. have all the marbles. Uh, yeah, all I mean the, the marbles, marbles. <laughs> and they'll have all the Pixar's and. Uh, and the thing that I'm most interested in is the new Star Wars content, which kind of dovetails what you're saying. Mandalorian is but one of the series. The Mandalorian, uh-huh. which looks absolutely phenomenal. See, I haven't seen that trailer yet. I need to go back and watch that there, trailer. You, you, you have to get it out of the live stream, and I have not seen oh, really? okay. anything yet. Okay, so that's not been released yet. Okay. No, no, I was out of town all last week, so I wasn't able to do any sleuthing mm-hmm. with it. But the but that series is helmed by uh, John Favreau, also mm-hmm. known as uh, Happy Hogan, mm-hmm. uh, the uh, the director of Iron Man One, um, and they brought in a variety of, of different guest directors. And this is the first live action Star Wars series. Yeah, it, yeah, hard to believe that this it, is the first one. Yeah, yeah, if you don't if you don't count the the Christmas, Christmas special. special. Yeah, <laughs> we, <laughs> Which not, we don't. We were not going to mention it, but uh, but it looks pretty amazing. Uh, Clone Wars is going to come back with season six. Mm-hmm. Which That'll looks, still be animated in the style yeah, it has been before. Yeah. Right. And so one of the things I, I read today earlier, I can never pronounce the guy's name, Kevin Fioni. Is that okay. right? I'm not sure. Kevin Fioni basically ran Rebels. He was the showrunner for okay. Rebels and the showrunner for, um, he came in the Clone Wars. Um, Kevin Fiennes done a great job with the Star Wars properties. He is one of the he's one of the creatives involved at a high level with the Mandalor- Mandalorian. Yeah, I'm trying to say that. Yeah. And uh, so they're going to bring back a sixth season of Rebels. Yeah. And there was a teaser of Darth Maul going against uh, a Ashoka. Sh- a sh- a 
Yeah. Yeah. How do you pronounce it? You're going. You, yeah. You Ahsoka. Um, and, but one of the cool things they talked about was Fioni said, uh, okay, now that I've got experience doing live action and motion capture, um, we've got this big Ahsoka, uh, Darth Maul duel. How do we make this look even better? And he called his buddy Ray Parks up, who played Darth Maul, and said, why don't you just come in and let's mocap you. Wow. Let's motion capture you. So you're going to see Ray Parks as Darth Maul, Maul for that lightsaber battle in Rebels, which I thought was really That'd cool. That would be very cool. Now, And then this is, will they also have as part of their content, you, we talked about the Marvel movies, but obviously Rebels, uh, yeah. Clone Wars will also, the back yeah. catalog of those will be available yeah. as well. That's great. And it's going to be curious how long the uh, recapture is going to go for the Netflix properties when those are going to appear. There's a two-year uh, exclusivity clause in the, that Netflix contract, as I understand, from the last appearance on Netflix until those characters that was in the Netflix Marvel series could be right, resurrected. Right, so like Daredevil, Punisher, yeah. Jessica Jones, Luke yeah. Cage. And Iron Fist, I guess. Yeah. Right. So, uh, you know, Dollars of the Dragon would be kind of cool yeah. to bring that back in. But mm-hmm. anyway, so I, I was really surprised at that six ninety nine price point. Yeah, because I just got an email from Netflix telling me mine was going up to twelve ninety nine. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, mine said fifteen ninety nine. That's probably because the DVDs. Because yeah. you, you have DVDs, and we don't. We live in the modern world. So, um, there's a there's. Hey, a, hey, we we got a guy still getting DVDs. Uh, charge him an extra three dollars a month. We don't know what to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's no um, wonder I'll, I get everything I want. There's no. Yeah, nobody right. else is waiting. Yeah, that is available. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. You and a couple of Amish guys up in upstate <laughs> Indiana. You know, mm-hmm. Graeber, Graeber. I think Jay's got the only copy. <laughs> We'll have to wait, Graeber. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Good thing we bought witness from the Dollar Tree. <laughs> oh, as someone with Amish relatives, that's just really funny. So, uh, wow. Yeah, I think we lost Jay. And no Skype was involved. That's Losing right. Jay. So. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. So now, those... just one more thing on the Disney oh, thing. Yeah. Also, they'll have... All the old Disney movies too, right? I guess, or do they still do that? Does that even matter? Well, yeah, sure. Those things are great. Even matter? Yeah, it helps you when you're trying to sell another streaming service to your family. Yeah, that's exactly right. Well, if we have grandchildren at some point, they could watch, uh, you know, Snow White on this. Okay, yeah, let's get that now. (laughs) I wonder if they have. Have you ever seen Five Mile Creek? I've heard of it, but I've not seen it. It's a kind of an old Western drama, but it's set in Australia. And we watched it. it. Was it's a super family movie uh, series, and I think Disney did it, but it's way back. So I wonder if something like okay. that would be. So Disney Li- Library, Marvel, Star Wars, Pixar as well. Yeah, see that's awesome. you forget. You know, I always forget that they own Pixar mm-hmm. and then National Geo. So they okay. bought National Geographic. So oh, okay, it's going to be a lot of content, and that's going to be fun. Content. And they also bought Fox. Did right? they buy? Didn't Disney buy Fox? That was yeah, discussed. That's right. I don't know if it came. Yeah, that deal went through. That cleared. Yeah, because that cleared. that's the whole idea was yeah, talking about the right. movie stuff. They can now do the the uh, mutants, the X Men, if they want to. Later yeah, so that that deal has cleared regulation. So and clears like two weeks ago. Three yeah, weeks I think ago. those properties would be involved as well. Yeah, so uh, so I'm telling a, you, that's going to be if you're doing a choice between that and Netflix, that's going to be kind of a hard thing not to. to you go think of with. all the Fox and FX properties. Yeah. So yeah. It's gonna be good. So, I, so you can watch Archer and then go right to uh, you know, right Pinocchio. See, and- the problem is, I leave this recording studio with t- a list of ten things I need to watch and the back catalogs every time. So, so Captain Marvel Disney Plus is gonna be the first place that's gonna stream Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. 
So nobody else will have Captain Marvel. Okay. Um, so, and we don't know if the Star Wars, the original six, will be on Disney Plus because right now Turner has got the streaming rights through 2024 as part of its cable rights okay. to the series. Cool. So, but uh, anyway. So, well, actually, no, it says April 11th. They said the films would be available at the launch along with The Force Awakens and Rogue One. Wow. Boy, Netflix is going, and that's a good chunk that Netflix is going to lose from their streaming library. It really is. I but, mean, uh, you know, the price is not bad at all. No, no. I mean, six ninety nine is less than going to a movie, even yeah, at yeah. the matinee. I mean, if you want to see something, that'd be worth it. And so Disney also has a stake in Hulu. Oh, they do? Yeah. So it might be a bundle. Yeah, could be. I, I, that's my speculation, or actually, that's our speculation. Mm-hmm. The other thing that's going to be interesting to watch is Bob Iger, who is CEO of Disney, is on Apple's board of directors. Mm-hmm. And so that whole Apple uh, streaming service that launched, where, where do we get into conflict of interest? That sort of thing. So anyway, all right, so those are our Geeks of the Week. And where are we? we halfway through the show? Yeah, yeah wow. That's right. Wow. Okay. All right, so let's pick up with Doctor Who Part 2. Yeah. Who to? So, Jay? Yeah. So, we, we, we went through, Art and I went through this whole litany of the history of Doctor Who, all the character, all the actors who played the Doctor, um, some of the, um, like the, the failed Fox attempt. We talked about the Peter Cushing movies. Jay, you listened to that episode. I did. So, questions. What uh, questions do you have, Doctor Well, first, I should say that. I think maybe the geek of the month is you, just because <laughs> because I understand. I mean, I wasn't sitting here, but I understand you you gave all that information without no notes. notes, and yeah. uh, that's just amazing, fascinating. Um, as Jay Sad. refers as Jay refers to his notes, <laughs> yeah, I've got it's amazing. Different- Kinds of notes. It's amazing. It's fascinating. It's just plain old sad is what it is. Well, just since I wasn't here last time, I can give a brief history. I was, I think, similar to Art. I didn't watch Doctor Who as a child or anywhere since then. But I did have friends that watched it, and I watched a few episodes, so I wasn't completely unfamiliar. Of course, Tom Baker was the one that I I know as Doctor Who. Um, as the doctor as the doctor he's the doctor he's not doctor who he is the doctor the name of the television show is doctor who okay why don't you explain that then because that's just <laughs> something that you do so <laughs> okay. he's never referred to as doctor who that the entirety sense. of the right. series you're right okay. i am right and i don't have notes <laughs> and we're not going to dispute it because no, we don't know anybody we don't know either <laughs> but i enjoyed the episodes that you sent us to watch to kind of Give us a, an overview. I loved it. I wish I wish you I had time to show notes that uh, list of episodes. So let's go through those episodes because I don't remember. I know Blink was in there. Blink was in there. It was one called Midnight. Yeah, oh, that, yeah. that was a great one. That was a we, that was a bottle episode, yeah. kind of a Hitchcockian. Sort yeah, of. and I found that one fascinating because of well, a lot of things, but one thing was the woman said, "Ladies and gentlemen," and variations thereupon. Yeah, I thought the that little was a good uh, uh-huh. stewardess person, and then when they got stuck and um, were watching this slides it was on an old-fashioned slide projector mm-hmm. and yet we're in the future am i right you know sometimes the bbc cuts your budget and sometimes it doesn't <laughs> so uh yeah but that that kind of thing fascinated me and i one question i did have um any other movie that you watch or tv show that talks about time travel they're always very careful not to be seen you know, we don't want to mess up the future. We don't want to cause a rift in the space-time yeah. continuum. The temporal prime but they director. seem to be able to travel and, and not mess anything up. 
Yeah, what's that, up with that? What's up with that? But but there are <laughs> fixed points in time that you cannot you cannot affect. And so one of the things that's really you shouldn't as in cannot or you cannot if you wanted to. You cannot if you wanted to, okay. as I understand it. Now this is kind of timey wimey wobbly wobbly sort of timey wimey wobbly. Thanks for using the technical terms. Can you well, that's that a Doctor Who quote. That is a Doctor Who. <laughs> Actually, who the quote. doctor quoted this. that. The <laughs> doctor that. said that yeah. in an episode. But what's really interesting when you're talking about you know not being able to affect events in the past, uh, there's this great animated series called The Way It Should Have Ended. And uh, which is where they take movies and they say, okay, this is the way it should have ended. And there's often uh, at, at the end of it, it's usually a superhero movie that they take apart. It's hilarious. And at the end, it's usually Batman and Superman sitting in a diner, yeah. drinking coffee. Talk, talking. Have you seen these? I have not. Oh, you, you need, need to, to check see those these. out. H I S H E, how it should have ended. How it should have ended. Is that right? I believe so. Yeah, how it should have ended. Wait, and, that's probably not right. Yeah, just, just, just Google how it should have been. Okay. Yeah. And so there's this one episode <laughs> yeah, right. where they, they took on uh, one of the Doctor Who episodes. I can't remember. And so they have Tom Smith and Superman and Batman at the end of the episode drinking coffee. And so Tom Smith, uh, Tom, um, Matt Smith. Sorry. Okay. I'm, I'm, okay. I did that last episode. Tom Smith. It's an amount so of the, topic. The yeah. lack of notes is not nearly impressive. The regeneration was <laughs> hey, incomplete. Look, guys, I've been in Vegas for a week. Okay. Oh. So yeah, seven days in Vegas makes a hard man humble. So, or need notes as the case would be. Anyway, so they're having this conversation and, and, and the doctor's explaining all these things about time and this, that, and the other. And Superman's will like, is like, well, wait, can you go back in time and save Krypton? And, uh, the doctor's like, nope, sorry, fixed point in space, can't do anything about it, see ya, and then he leaves really quick. It's pretty funny. So they pretty much just do what they want with it. Yeah, yeah. So, But there are, there are ethical questions that are raised throughout. Uh, so the whole ethos of the show is try not to, to, to affect time. Uh, one of the most famous of the classic episodes was a Tom Baker story called the Genesis of the Daleks. And it was, uh, it aired in 74 Baker's first season as a doctor. And the whole idea was the time Lords grabbed the doctor and his companions, sent them to Scarrow and said, you must, you must stop the development of the Daleks. You must say, you know, prevent them from them becoming a race, a species. And not to get too deep in the weeds on it, it came to an ethical dilemma of the doctor saying, do I have the right to kill this entire race, regardless of whether they're evil or not? And so you've had some of the things like that kind of sprinkled throughout the show. I guess he didn't have that same question later, right? Well, you know, what's interesting there. The time war. Yeah, yeah. So that was the that was the first instance reference of something that would become known as the time war later. So, but yeah, things okay. change. Well, I, I noticed it in the, the Vincent and the Doctor episode, how they went back and talked to Vincent Van Gogh, and obviously the things that they said seemed to be the kind of things that would have changed his life. Well, and they were looking to try to make that change. I mean, that's what, uh -huh. you know. They, they ran in there to see if, if he had, had indeed changed. I expected more change, yeah. but uh, there was that cute one little, uh, you know, can we, is it too late to spoil a Doctor Who? These uh, happened 10 years ago. Right. So, he, so. so there was one little thing in one painting that, that showed that they were there. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I was expecting more, but that, I mean that's that's all right. It's TV. So so uh, the Matt. So we did. Uh, I told you to watch Blink, which was David Tennant, 
and I right. told you to watch uh, Midnight, which was David Tennant, Vincent and the Doctor, which was Matt Smith, not right. to be confused with Tom Smith. Right. Uh, we watched one Eccleston episode. Dalek? Too. Yeah. Dalek. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which was kind of a reintroduction of the Daleks. Uh, because that was the the 2005 reboot initial episode, initial series. Okay. Uh, what else? You got the notes, man. Yeah. Well, we I don't think y'all talked a, a lot about companions last time. So no, let's talk what, about companions. I'm curious, were there always companions? Were they always female? And then now with the current, am I right? Yeah, Doctor Jodie Whittaker is a female herself. So I haven't seen any episodes with her. So so traditionally the companions have been female, but it started all the way back at the initial episode, which was telecast in '63, called "An Unearthly Child," and that episode featured his his um, doctor. I mean, his granddaughter, played by Carol Ann Ford. Susan was her name, and then so the the. The setup of it was that Susan's brilliant and she's smarter than her teachers and two of her teachers are investigating her and they follow her home and it's in this junkyard and Susan goes into this police call box because it's 1963 Britain and they stumble in and it's bigger on the inside than the outside and they go wishing off. So that was the the beginning of Doctor Who and uh, usually the, the companions have been female but there have been multiple companions. There have been up to two to three people in the TARDIS with the Doctor. Okay. Um, the cardinal rule there is no hanky-panky in the TARDIS so no romantic involvement between the Doctor and companions so um, there has never been or that was never been about that. never been and so now but, was it was was it one-sided like did any of the companions kind of have feelings for yeah, him but yeah you work. see some of that yeah yeah so several companions uh one of the most popular companions um played by uh sarah jane smith played by elizabeth sladen um, she was in love with the third doctor, Pertwee. She she bridged between Pertwee and Tom Baker, and arguably one of the most popular companions of all time. And she had feelings for for Baker's doctor. And then he basically said, "Hey, stay here. I'll come back for you." Uh-oh. And so that happened in the in in season. Gosh, that would have been Baker's second season. So that would have been like eleven or twelve, somewhere around seventy five. And uh, he he never came back. Flash forward to Tenet, uh, the the 10th Doctor, and there's an episode called School Reunion where they bump into each other. And it's it's one of the greatest episodes because what happens is he's regenerated multiple times. She saw him regenerate from Pertwee to Baker. She was familiar. She'd been to Gallifrey and the whole nine yards. She knew the process. Okay. And, uh, but uh, uh, she waited for him and you know never got romantically involved with anyone. And uh, so she's investigating these mysterious lights at this London, um, this British boarding school and things going disappear just, you know, because she's an investigative journalist and she goes into this closet. There's the TARDIS. And she's like, (gasps) and then you hear David Tennant go, hello, Sarah Jane. And she turns around and then she realizes and it's just heartbreaking because she's like, I waited for you. You never came back and you've changed and you're young and I'm old. And it's just it's really a heart touching moment. And it's one of the greatest bridges from the classic episode to the new episode. And Elizabeth Slayton was just such a great companion and such a great actress. And um, so it's 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 funny to see uh, Rose 
played by mm-hmm. Billy Piper, get jealous of Sarah Jane and uh, Rose's boyfriend's along, Mickey, and he's like, oh, the ex and the new one, not getting along, hey, Doc, you know? <laughs> and so the, those two are just kind of going back and forth, Rose and Sarah Jane. Well, I know him better. I've, did you do this with him? Has he taken you here? You know? So anyway, okay. once you usually once you leave a companion, you, you never see a companion again. Uh, and Sarah Jane had her own spinoff series, She right? did, uh, The Sarah Jane Adventures. Uh, there was a show back in... 77, 78, it may have been 80, called K9 we'll and fact Company. Check yeah, yeah, you'll fact check me. Called K9 and Company, which uh, which was kind of odd because K9 and Sarah Jane never saw each other uh, in the series, and they ended up together. And I don't know exactly how uh, Sarah ended up with a K9. K9 right, was, thank you, was a robotic companion that uh, that was like a metallic dog. Um yeah. That's kind of what I guessed. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Was, and a very, very popular character um, came in in Baker's fifth season, and uh, so that was, you know, he was a robotic, you know, master. What can we do now, master? And, he, and his tongue so he, comes out and has companion? a laser. Yeah, that was one of the companions, huh. and so uh, K nine was with him for two seasons. Ended up staying with. Oh, I can't remember if it was Leela or Romana. And uh, then he unveiled K-9 Mark II and, uh, at the end of a season. And so, anyway, Sarah Jane ended up with a K-9. We have no idea. And then there was a whole nother episode of K-9 and Company. And I never really got into the spinoffs that well. Okay. But. Anyway, but at least so, she didn't end up with a bunch of robotic cats. You know? Yeah, she's kinda yeah. Like, uh, a <laughs> yeah. robotic cat lady now that she's been dumped by the who wow. doctor. The doctor <laughs> by the yeah, doctor by the who. who. Maybe uh, the who too. Who knows what she was doing in the sixties? That's the right. That's right. So uh, you know, the other thing that's really interesting is companions rarely die. Uh, you never see them die. Now companions have, have died in the past. The most tragic. Um, They've died, but they've been kind of maybe off camera or they were minor companions. Um, there was a companion named Adric, played by Matthew Waterhouse, who came in at the end, in the middle of Baker's last season and went through Peter Davison. And he, he died in a, in a show called, in a, in a episode called Earthshock, which was versus the Cybermen. And, uh, then he basically sacrificed himself for the earth and so the closing credit sequence was this gold crumpled star, silver crumpled star on um, just a close up of it, which is something that Adric wore on his on his shirt and uh, no no in music whatsoever. It was a very traumatic event. And it's the first time that a companion had died in such a way that was central to the plot. And this was a central companion. Um, who is your personal favorite companion? Oh gosh! Uh, I mean, besides I, Bonnie, I'm talking about the yeah, yeah. I'm Doctor Who. I, I love Sarah Jane. Sarah Jane was great, and yeah. I loved Romana. Uh-huh. Uh, Romana was a a Time Lord as well, a female Time Lord who came in and she actually regenerated on the show, which mm-hmm. was kind of interesting. So to have you know a a female who's as smart as the Doctor who's also a Time Lord, and them snipping at each other was kind of fun. Who uh, and who was she with? What was the, what doctor was she? With? Uh, Tom Baker. Okay. Yeah, the the fourth doctor. And what's interesting is it was played by two actresses. Um, Mary Tam played uh, played Romana. 
the first season, which I think was season five of Baker's run. So it had been around 78, 77, something like that. And then she regenerated into Lala Ward, um, which would have been 78, I guess. Tom Baker and Lala Ward ended up getting married for like two years. Wow. After, and she was, I mean, Tom Baker was in his mid 40s at that point she was like 22 or 23 it was a little scandalous okay so yeah so the whole thing about no hanky panking the tardis i guess doesn't hold in real life so um but i like those two characters a lot um you know the the new show i haven't had any character any companions that's like oh these are great um but they've all been pretty good through i guess the ones that we watched i've seen uh, billy piper yeah, several times, and then uh, Jenna Coleman, there I believe was with Matt Smith, right? Yeah, well, Jenna actually, Coleman was was great. She was with Matt Smith and went all the way through Capaldi, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she was great before she was crowned queen. That's right. Yeah, Australia. yeah. She was a little underused to begin with, and no one really knew how she was going to be used. But I thought she was really good. Yeah, I liked her a lot. I thought she was. Good. Yeah, I like her in Victoria as well. Yeah. So she, her death at the end of of Capaldi's middle season because he was only the doctor for three seasons. Her death was somewhat traumatic as well. Traumatized um, now. Yeah, yeah. So, but then they get around it and it's it's really brilliant the way they get around it. So, um, yeah. Okay. Where do you see, because we talked, I think a little bit, I can't remember if it was on, on the podcast or afterwards, you. but uh, uh, the number of doctors, because we know that there are only supposed to be so many doctors and, you know, they, they solve that somehow, right? You told me that uh, in yeah. order to get to... So there's supposed to be a limit of 12 regenerations. And um, so because of for the 50th anniversary, they could not bring Eccleston back in to do a multi-doctor story, as has been tradition. Um, they had to invent a, a unbeknownst uh, doctor incarnation called the War Doctor. They brought John Hurt, of all people, in. Yeah. You know, how cool is that, yeah, that you got John that one. I mean, that, that's, uh, that, that to me is a testament to how far the show has come. Mm-hmm. Because, that you get those kind of actors. Yeah. And yeah. Folks, hey, Bill, Bill Nye was in... Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Vincent. Vincent. Yeah. yeah. Well, Hugh Bonneville uh, was in an episode. And, I mean, you've had a variety of, of A-list actors mm-hmm. who want to do Doctor Who. It's a cool thing now. Uh, but where, is there going to be a problem if you go past Jodie Whittaker? So, so... Just listen. I'm well, getting I, there. I thought he was I'm going off the rails. Didn't you think he was going to all I'm of a sudden Robbie off oh, the rails? rails? Wow. Okay, I'm muting both of these guys right now. Now it's just me talking, and they can't. All right, I'll turn both back on. Um, Would they really notice a difference in this episode? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Point you know, made. we were really nice to you in the Batman episode that Jay and I hardly spoke at all. I know. Well, actually, no. I asked y'all questions. Y'all, y'all contributed. Yeah. Well, you've asking thing. me questions, and I'm telling you the answer. Let's go back and listen. So, we'll, uh, we'll, so, we'll get uh, Mike. So at the end of, okay. of so at the end of Matt Smith's run, uh, the Christmas special war, when he regenerated, he ended up doing a special favor to the Time Lords, mm-hmm. and they granted him additional regeneration so it reset his regeneration clock okay because at that point because of yeah exactly so at that point because they brought hurt in uh it bumped the regenerations to the to matt smith who was known as the 11th doctor Mm -hmm. technically was the 12th doctor and so he was at the end of his life lifeline so you can't call regis or anybody for that one so yeah, who wants to be a million time lord? So, um, anyway, so that's how they got around it. Okay. So you end up with Capaldi, and you end up with Jodie Whittaker. So here's just a trivia question. I was doing a little research. Has 
Doctor Who been married? And yes. And so how many times into Who? Queen Victoria, River yeah. Song. Uh, you missed one. And I was it done. No, and, he got it wrong. Queen Elizabeth. Oh, the Queen first. Elizabeth. See, uh, I, I've always gotten those mixed up. And was he in Cleopatra, maybe? Did he marry Cleopatra? Was it ever referenced? Well, I, obviously, I didn't see it. This was just off the, the trivia thing. It was Marilyn Monroe, they said. That's right. That's who it was. Doctor so, Who, or the Doctor the was doctor. married? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that's a little retconning there. It was in Vegas, I believe it happened. So. And we watched the one with Queen Elizabeth, because I, I remember, I knew that one. I knew that answer. Yeah, so Queen Elizabeth. the name of the episode. But and, it then, was some, and then he was One of the in, ones we were assigned? That's right. I don't remember that one. Yeah, that was... Uh, I think I may know the reason, though. Some of the the episode numbers and the titles didn't exactly match, so okay. it, you may have watched one or the other. Yeah, it was so. the, the woman in the fireplace or whatever. Yeah, that was great. With yeah. That was one of my favorites. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah, that was really... The way that that came together with, you know, she's not compatible, she's not ready yet, and the uh, the spaceship name was Madame Pompadour, wasn't Something it? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, and so, yeah, it was really... That was brilliant. So, but anyway, yeah. So Elizabeth first, Monroe and uh, River Song, which I'm I've been watching. Uh, it's Alex Kingston played yeah, River right. Song. I looked this up, right? And she's a, a prominent character in The Widow on Prime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right now I've been watching that. Was it ER? I think. Yes, that's yeah. right. I was uh-huh. trying to think of what she was in. Yeah. yeah, that's right. So the whole saga of River Song is just brilliant. That was a Stephen Moffat. Uh, device and so came in in um, Tenet's second season maybe Silence in the Library and so she comes in and she knows him but he has never met her has no idea who this person is and then she realizes I'm about to die because the first time I meet him is the time I die so she's at the end of her story with him and he's at the very beginning and the way so, so she produces a sonic screwdriver, which is a hallmark of the doctor. Which I have questions about, too. Yeah, it's a magic wand. It has really changed from, you know, back in the early days, it was a diagnostic device. Yeah, Jay's got a little stress, uh, little microphone. Sonic screwdriver. There. Yeah, so it has become a Harry Potter-esque magic wand that can do anything, which is... Um, part of the debate of the new who versus old who and classic fans don't like the fact that the 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 sonic screwdriver can you know fly cars and do whatever it needs and why why a screwdriver why is it called a screwdriver it started in the early 70s same reason we have a tardis yeah yeah do you know what tardis stands for i do not you're jay art (laughs) i forgot your names i've seen it but i cannot remember time and relative dimensions in space Okay, and why is it always a police box? Because it got the chameleon circuit got frozen when the doctor stole it and fled to Earth. It automatically blends in with its surroundings. And but it was an old Type Forty TARDIS that was in for repair. He jumps into it, escapes Gallifrey, gets on Earth. It blends in as a as a as a police call box. And the chameleon circuit is busted, so it never changes. Ah, that's correct. Yeah, I oh, didn't you know all, knew that. I didn't know all the details, but I knew the chameleon circuit was blown. Where did you go to find your list of trivia? It's called the internet. <laughs> I wondered if there might be a website. I, I, well, Robbie I, probably owns the domain name for it. I started at Wikipedia, <laughs> yeah. but then I just googled uh, Doctor Who trivia, and I found several sites, and I was just kind of so. This is not just one. No, no, no. When you think of a TV show with 55 plus years of backstory, you know, think of the show Bible. 
And there's not really much of one. I mean, there wasn't one, but uh, it's pretty unbelievable. Uselessdaily.com so. is the site that has this particular one. Useless Daily. Useless Daily. Oh, check that out. Yeah. Yeah. It so like it has several other uh, similar kinds of trivia. So, so let me ask you guys what, as someone who was maybe peripherally familiar with The Doctor, what did you think of the shows you watched? I was very impressed. Like I said, I would, I would love to go back and watch more. One of these yeah, days. that's that's how I came away from it too. I, I enjoyed what I uh, what I saw, and I had seen, you know, I felt like I'd seen some that you suggested, and realized I had not. Uh, I'd seen some of Tenet stuff, and and probably a lot more Smith stuff uh, episodes. But uh, you know, maybe want to go back, and of course they're all on. What do we watch it on Amazon Prime? Yeah, all right? the new stuff yeah, on Amazon so, Prime. Uh, I'd probably go back and watch it. In particular, those two. Uh, I need to see the Jodie Whittaker episodes. You said those are good. Yeah, I like those. But you know that uh, I was talking with a friend of mine from Australia, which will have a little, uh, a little guys of a certain age special down the road with a conversation with he and I. And uh, the the Whittaker stuff was pretty divisive, and uh, the writing was just not as strong at the end of the day hmm. um, as it had been. So, but anyway, she's a brilliant actress or actor, I should say, and she did a great job. So, but, uh, and Capaldi was somewhat underutilized as well. I felt some of his. And how uh, many seasons did he do? Three. Yeah, that, I didn't realize he did that. Many. But you have to understand it, 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 take, it takes so much to, to, to pull off a 10 episode season of Doctor Who that you're obligated almost the entire year and you can't work on anything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, towards the end of David Tennant's run, they, they uh, basically skipped a year and did four uh, specials to allow Tennant to do uh, other other projects as well. Cool. So, yeah, if I'm not too busy watching Disney plus in November, maybe come <laughs> back to the doctor. Uh, any other questions? Um, class is almost see. dismissed. Classes. We're getting low on time. I think. Yeah. But, uh, well, we blown yeah. past, but time yeah. is relative. Batman. I'll just point out. Got thirty minutes, one episode. This is the second one. You're correct. Over extended. Well, I got doctor. more notes on and Batman I'm happy, too. I'm fascinating, but but I'm just gonna say, <laughs> we didn't get close on Batman either. <laughs> no, but he wasn't no. invited back. <laughs> That's right. And it wasn't my idea to do a second episode. By the way, I believe. Am I still on? Okay, yeah. I thought I'd been cut off. Yeah. No, I I I have been fascinated by it. Oh yeah, and you mentioned. I don't think y'all mentioned this last time. You said he's from Gallifrey. He is Gallifrey. Not a, Gallifrey is not a human. That's right. He has two hearts. That's right. And that's, I guess, what I first saw. I thought, okay, so he's not a human. Um, and, of course, in the other episodes, got some of that background. But uh, Gallifrey exists now or does not because of the time war. So that's one thing that no one's ever come back to is where's Gallifrey? Because at the end of the Day of the Doctor, uh, you think Gallifrey is completely lost because they time-locked it. And then you have Tom Baker come in with Matt Smith and saying, you know, the, the name of the painting is Gallifrey Falls No More. Yes. Basically, it says, hey, it's out there somewhere. And I love Tom Baker's, you know, his who knows. And he does his two fingers by his nose. And, yeah, just it was kind of fun. So, but uh, so we have not revisited Gallifrey. We haven't talked about the Time Lords. And something you talk about um, actors, you know, known actors who have come into the show. Timothy Dalton played Rassilon wow. as the, uh, you know, the, the evil. You mean the first- star of Hot Fuzz? Yes, the star of Hot Fuzz. And uh, which Bond was he? Bond six. Uh yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. So, so the fact that you have a former James Bond as a guest star on Doctor Who, just yeah, it's kind of crazy. 
For someone who's a lifelong geek who had to hide his love of Doctor Who because no one understood it, it's really cool to see the worldwide phenomenon it's become. And they call him the Doctor Why. Do we get that information? Nope. We no. don't know why. And back to the whole River Song thing, one of the ways she proved to him that she knows him is she told him his whispered his real name in his ear. Ah. And he never tells anybody his real name. Ooh. So we don't know what his real name is. So but I know the name of this podcast, and the name of this podcast is Guys of a Certain Age, and we've gone way long. So uh, thank you, gentlemen, for indulging my Doctor Who uh, fandom there for a bit. All uh, hey, right, I turned your mic back on. You want to say <laughs> I was just going to say, yeah, just all the time, man. That's good. Yeah, 43 minutes later, and here we are. So, All right, guys, thanks for listening, and we will catch you next week.